On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Hey there, hey there, howdy, hey there. In for another edition of Your Other Side, Jay West, Texas Leeson. Thanks for rolling along with me as we go through the news, views, and issues that matter. Maybe break a little news along the way. We'll see what comes along as we roll along. Broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. When the wind stops blowing, let me look at um, forecast. Today, a sustained 34 mile per hour wind out of the north. And they say north, but it seems to me the wind was a little bipolar today. We're getting back to washing your car. You couldn't decide if it was coming out of the north, west, the northeast. So I think they just settled on the north there at the Weather Channel on Friday, 21 miles per hour from the north, northwest. We're going to turn the fire on bright tonight at uh, the Lease in Ponderosa and watch us some Mahomes. I've got on my. What's up, Mahomes shirt? Only as we broadcast. Side. Sorry, wasn't time for that. Um, as we broadcast, I uh, got on my Mahomes um, t-shirt. Uh, five convenient locations across Hub City for the best wash around. Check them out. That best wash around guaranteed. Racerwash.com. So we've had the weather today, the wind blowing from all different directions, and we also had today a regents meeting, a Texas Tech Board of Regents meeting. It was interesting for me to see if Rick Francis, former board chairman, would show up today. That would be an indication, I think, in my mind, and this is just anecdotal but how much does he still want to be on this board? He's, he would only have two meetings left if he was not going to be reappointed. And he did show up today. I was told that uh, that would be the indicator. Will he show up? Will he not? And surely he did show up. Um, it just leads me to into this conversation about Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott's rick francis problem abbott has set all sorts of records on money and and so it becomes an issue of where do you find your money and there's a lot of it from bill sanders uh from paul foster and from woody hunt there in el paso that's where you get a lot of money from from a blue place but then where do you get your votes from and it would be from a place where you want to build a bet school. It is the number one priority of the Lubbock Chamber of Commerce to put a vet school in some 120, mile, 120 miles north in Amarillo. And uh, with that comes the quandary of uh, Governor Abbott's Rick Francis problem. Let's go out to the phone lines. Is it? Could it be? I think it is. It is. 
John Sharp, Chancellor, Texas A&M University. John Sharp on the cell phone. Well, hello, little connection. It's DJ Leeson as I live and breathe. Yeah, well, how you? Chancellor John Sharp. Uh, what, oh, what brings you on? I'm just frankly for that song. Uh, Frankie or frankly? Oh my bad. I'm gonna say crazy. Levi Garrett's got my tongue. <laughs> uh, everything okay there, Chancellor Sharp? Well, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. It's not. No, sir. Okay, anything I can do to help you with everything? No, nothing? you have helped enough. Enough. What you did to Frankie was just wrong. Oh, just plain wrong. Frankie? What's this Frankie Why, thing? Frankie. Rick Francis, the chairman of the board of you-know-who's regents. You call Rick Francis Frankie? Well, yes, I do. When you know him as well as I do, you can call him Frankie. Well, uh, Chancellor Sharp, I didn't do anything to Rick Francis. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Frankie, that was all mm-hmm. his doing because you saw how that played out. Now, you just stop it now. Just stop it. You know that 44 of a show on him like he was a coyote. <clears throat> just blew him away. Kapow! Well, if there was a 44, he put the thing to his own head. Now, you listen here. You have any idea how many Governor Abbott rings and other things I've been having to kiss to keep Frankie on that board? For listeners, Rick Francis, uh, a.k.a. by John Sharp on the cell phone, Frankie, is up for reappointment. I imagine you've been doing quite a bit to uh, get him back on that board, Chancellor. Why, sure I have. How else am I going to stop you-know-what university from getting a vet school? Frankie's my prize bull, and you, and you know whose university is China Closet. Best way to stop our veterinarian monopoly from getting busted up as we see him inside. Well, okay. Let's start with what's been the uh, governor's reaction to all this? <laughs> he quotes a line from my favorite movie. Um, which is... Show me the money! Okay, I see. So, uh, <laughs> Chancellor, we... Uh, we need to move along here. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Gotta go, frankly, my sheep. I, I don't think... Oh, did I say frankly? I meant feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Uh, I don't think you did. I think you meant what... Oh, Aggie Code, I did say feed. Hullabaloo, if you don't believe me. Uh, let me ask you one more question. Shoot. Uh, why do you keep saying you know who's university? Who's university? Why well, y'all call it Texas Tech, but everybody I know it's gonna be mine. Oh man! <laughs> Wait, Tech's gonna be your university. <laughs> Tech, you think Texas Tech is gonna be your? So. uh... John Sharp on the cell phone. Appreciate uh, the Chancellor. Chancellor chiming in there. Um, John Sharp again. On the cell phone. You know, it does set up for me. However serious or not that was. 
it does set up for me the problem of what do you do about Rick Francis if you're the governor and a governor who takes a lot of pride in how much money he's able to raise I wrote this back in um, a couple of months ago couple I think couple three months ago there's a group in El Paso it's called the Borderplex Community Trust lots of things on the border are called the Borderplex but this is Borderplex Community Trust and operates today as the Borderplex Realty Trust Um, for nearly a decade very little was known about the Borderplex Realty Trust operations and finances however a 2016 lawsuit required the trust to open its books for the first time and this is related to the dental school and this is why I think that the governor may well even though I hear rumors that the governor is vetting other people this is why the governor may well leave Rick Francis on the Board of Regents at Texas Tech because of the aforementioned names Paul Foster and Woody Hunt and some others who are involved with uh, Rick Francis. There's a lot of money tied up in donors with Rick Francis down in El Paso. The El Paso Times found back in 2016 that the trust has a major downtown property owner that it is a major downtown property owner possessing 65 million dollars in real estate holdings quote the trust's main assets are still in downtown el paso the 21-story wells fargo building 18-story chase tower and 13 retail properties at the time of the story, back in 2016, the trust owned $10 million on the former, what is now the former, Chase Building, which had appraised at $12.5 million. And let me just keep you from getting your eyes glazed over. Amongst the trust, roughly 200 shareholders, a few of the largest were, according to the Times, Paul Foster... Uh, land developers Scott Schwartz and Bill Sanders. Bill Sanders, of course, being the famous father-in-law to Beto O'Rourke. Schwartz first incorporated the trust, and Sanders helped to found it. Is that enough for you? No? Let's go on. The Borderplex Realty Trust appears to work closely with the Borderplex Alliance, an economic and industrial advocacy group with which Francis Sanders, Foster, and corporate giant Woody Hunt have all sat on boards or executive committees, and the Borderplex Alliance works closely with Borderplex Binational Economic Alliance Foundation, a nonprofit with the stated goal of, quote, providing to fund in quote, Borderplex Alliance. One could logically deduce that both the Alliance and the Foundation effectively facilitate the agenda for the Trust. So, for simplicity's sake, let's just refer to the whole situation as Borderplex from here on out. 
And that's the situation that Greg Abbott finds himself in. And I'll write about this soon because he's got a lot of donors who are there in El Paso, big, major donors. Like he could fly into Lubbock and get a $200,000 check from a lot of people who flock to see the governor. He could fly down to El Paso and get a lot more money. What are you going to take? You going to take the money over the votes? Is it show me the money or is it the votes? Uh, get into that and a little bit more. Hey, look, this is what we got coming up. Um, you just heard Sharp on the cell phone. I've already got two people who have texted in 806-745-5800 asking to hear that audio again. They want to get home and let their wives listen. You know, you can always download the podcast, but I think we could play it again. And uh, I'm going to get into my big stories of 2018 from a from a local, a regional, and a state perspective. And lots of good stuff coming up as we roll along here on the other side of Texas. And our friend Fred Harden from Willow Bend Mortgage going to come in studios about uh, 15 minutes from now. Stick with us right here. Quickie break, and we'll get back in on the other side of Texas. What I, saw. I saw miles and miles of Texas All the stars up in the sky I saw miles and miles of Texas Gonna live here till I die My big stories of 2018 Gonna talk about this with my friend Brian Mudd uh, Coming up next week uh, you want to catch my column in the Avalanche Journal, Amarillo Globe News, coming up uh, this Sunday. But these are my three. Let's start local, and then let's go regional into the state. Number one, Bob Duncan was elected out of Lubbock for some 25 years. A venerated leader who folks could disagree with politically but could never disagree with his character was ousted as the Texas Tech uh, as a chancellor there at Texas Tech uh, I've never in my life seen more bipartisan outrage than I saw in Lubbock with the ousting of Bob Duncan uh, people of all stripes like Bob Duncan could run for anything today. Not dog catcher, maybe state senate. He could run as he could run for anything that he wanted to run for today. Never more popular because everybody in Lubbock and the surrounding area put on their sniff outrage and were outraged by the ousting of Bob Duncan. And then the ensuing, again, another part of the story, the ensuing resignation of Rick Francis. That is my big 2018. He was the chairman of the Texas Tech Board of Regents at the time. That's my big 2018 story locally. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, we were covering it. We were ahead of the storm here on the show, and Democrats, Republicans, whatever you are alike, that's where we gained a lot of listenerships on the program. Uh, some folks 
calling in, you got to text in. Sorry, we don't take calls on the program. 806-745-5800 if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, the resignation of Rick Francis, uh, beginning with the the ouster of Bob Duncan to the ensuing resignation uh, as chairman of the Board of Regents from Rick Francis, the big story of 2018 locally. Next, Cotton got back into Title One back in January. Uh, this is whenever it all began, about mid-January back in 2001. I wrote a piece in Breitbart, Texas uh, back in January 2018 that talked about what the holdup was. At that time, if you will recall... Cotton had an opportunity to get back into Title I because it was a budget-neutral initiative, meaning that it would cost no money. How that happens, <laughs> excuse me, I'm not absolutely sure. But at the time, it was budget-neutral to bring, bring Cotton back into Title I. And, but it still stalled. And the question at the time was, why did it stall? I go back to the piece I wrote then. The disaster bill stall in the Senate seems explicably inexplicable to many outside the Beltway. Notably, when asked about significant, significant contributors to delays on action, sources close to the process cite Texas Governor Greg Abbott's position on aid to his state within the current disaster supplemental. Again, cotton was brought in based upon a disaster bill within the U.S. Congress. I'm told that, and I'm quoting from the piece, I'm told, and this is from January 18, I'm told that Abbott signed off on the package within the last 48 hours. The context there was that Abbott wanted more money than he was going to be given. And Abbott still fought and cursed and fought that he wanted more money. He was told that he couldn't be given more money. As for comment, and I asked for comment, Abbott's Deputy Communications Director uh, said, quote, Any delay is not on the governor's end. He has worked closely with members of the House and Senate throughout the process. That's not what I was told. But I'm just reporting the facts. Go on in the story to say the governor's office also provided Breitbart, Texas, with an early release of a letter to be sent to Senate Appropriations Committee leadership later today. This week, an impassioned Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, a Democrat there in Houston, said that delaying a disaster aid vote into next month is, quote, not going to put the people in the best position to get prepared for the next storm or weather event, weathering of a different kind of storm without a safety net exposed to uncertain global conditions. Cotton farmers are now lining up financing and planning their 2018 crops again in January 2018. In the current uncertainty, many would amen Turner's assessment cotton needs another miracle and 
cotton did get a miracle at that time it was brought into this disaster relief bill and was put back into title one i think the hallmark of congressman i I bear down on people when they don't do their jobs and i sing praises when people do do their jobs and errington mike conway out of midland others familiar with the region and who represent the region did do their jobs but it was abbott here and this is where abbott i've always had people tell me you know you focus too much leeson on dan patrick lieutenant governor so far as public education and that he is a suburbitarian uh something that we'll get into later the suburbitarian you don't bear down enough on abbott but Abbott can knee-jerk, and this is what Abbott did. He sent a letter, and they provided me a a letter that he would send to the Senate Appropriations Vice Chair and Chairman. And it read like this, Dear Chairman Cochran and Vice Chairman Leahy, As you know, the cotton industry has faced enormous setbacks in recent years. Among other losses, it was the only commodity extracted from the 2014 farm bill and its safety net in addition u.s farm income has dropped 50 percent over the last three years the steepest decline since the great depression the industry has also faced the onslaught of foreign onslaught excuse me of foreign governments like china who through price manipulation and unfair practices have made it increasingly challenging for U.S. producers to thrive. He goes on and he signs it, uh, Greg Abbott, governor of the state of Texas. That bill was, that letter, I should say, was then retracted and sent to, from the governor of texas to texas senators john cornyn and ted cruz not the original recipients of the bill which would have been the vice chairman and the chairman of uh, u.s senate appropriations uh, that cotton was able to still get in that is my big regional story for 2018 my big 2018 statewide story is Beto O'Rourke. There's no doubt about it. Beto O'Rourke changed state politics and what he had to do and say and the kind of change that he brought about. Whether or not you agree or disagree, here's the bottom line. If you're listening from West Texas from West Texas and you're a West Texican, Beto O'Rourke changed suburban districts, which I've always said it's not rural texas against urban texas urban texas and rural texas have more in common than you might think especially whenever you talk about schools it is suburban texas versus rural texas where the dice really come down but o'rourke was able to and whether this this is just gerrymandered districts that begin to change over time or it's some real change that he initiated i think it's a little of both in suburban districts begin to go democratic 
which is a reprieve and i'm sorry to say this so frankly it's a reprieve on rural texas that you don't any longer have what i like to call suburbitarians uh libertarian leaning folks who only vote on their districts from the suburbs now you've got democratic leaning folks in the suburbs who are socially minded who have social standards in their purview whenever they go and they vote and Beto O'Rourke really ignited a new change and you went from folks who want school choice and money to go to private schools and you want folks who want rollback rate elections uh, as a universal standard across the state in how we tax to folks who are good with public education and folks who want local control in suburban districts and that changes state politics and you'll see that change come about here in january uh, whenever the state legislature reconvenes these folks are masters at seeing the tea leaves and those are my big three on the local level bob duncan being ousted as as chancellor at texas tech uh, regionally cotton is back in title one which was the precursor to the farm bill that passed and then on the state level Beto O'Rourke Beto, Beto, Beto that's the big change on the state front hey our friend Fred Harden is in studio we're going to get in with him and talk about why we use him at the Lisa Ponderosa and why you might choose to do so as well those requests i'm going to tell you right now the request to play rick francis on cell phone or excuse me john sharp on the cell phone about his friend rick francis we will replay that as well just soon as fred harden can get out of here so it's not blood on his back uh that's what we're gonna do uh stick right with us here on other side of texas for better weather you saying with a grin to the sound of hailstones hitting ten. It's loud enough, you gotta yell now. The whole thing hits me like a song. A pretty one that won't last long. Big meeting with those guys on Monday morning. I practice what I preach whenever I bring you people on this program, and that's the truth with Mullen Horton Brown. Also true with my friend, a friend of the program, Fred Harden and Willow Ben Mortgage. Fred Harden, thank you for coming out. And uh, <laughs> thanks for the invitation. I want to uh, get in with some uh, some home stuff with you. So tell us how things are. Things are are great. Um, I, you know, I thought I would share some things that are coming up after the uh, first of the year. The uh, loan limits are going to be going up um, to again, on the conforming end to four hundred and eighty four thousand three hundred. Um, currently, they're at four fifty three. Last year, they were at four twenty four. And so they're each going up, um, and which is good uh, because, you, you know, everything that is selling out there, it's nobody's um, 
selling their house for less than they have been. And so we're uh, one of the big things that we're, you know, doing is just trying to educate the folks. Um, you can actually jump in and get, you know, pull a rate after um, Monday. And so that will be, you know. This coming Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and um, you can, um, the big thing is, you know, you. At Who this, sets all this? Is this state it's, or federal? It's, or? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's um, I, I would think that it's going to be uh, a little bit of both. I mean, FHA is going to be, um, you know, the government kind of thing, but the conforming um, loan limits are, are kind of driven by the, by the market in and of itself, and so that's uh, kind of the the big thing on that end. Uh, you know, of course, we're hearing that um, you know the um, um, our you know kind of as as we're looking at this, we're looking at you know what the um, uh, rates are going to be um, because even though you know that's still like right now um, a you'd be looking at roughly five uh, percent uh, rate uh, which is pretty good and um, the uh, people in the like at the um, the people that are that set the rates they are um, had thought that it would be like we would have like three or four rate uh, increases they're backing off of that in fact rates have actually gone down um, you know not appreciably but you know uh, eighth quarter of a point and so that's kind of you know the big thing um, that's going on on our end yeah so it's not going to be as much as some would expect but Still, the limit is going up. Yeah, the uh, amount that you can borrow on a conforming, and you know, does this affect the lease in Ponderosa though? In mm, our in our move? No. Okay. No. Because no. we can get into some personal stuff if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm willing. I mean, I just said that we use Willow Bend Mortgage, and and we do, but I don't think. I, I would hope that we're not up into like the uh, half mil range. No, unless it's, you and Charity have had different conversations. Well, I wasn't going to mention that, but uh, <laughs> no. Um, what what we're mostly looking at, and most everybody can get, you know, the amount of money that they want to get. But it's there are just some stipulations involved if once you go above the you know what I'm going to call the conforming amount. I mean, rates increase a little bit, um, and there are some ways to get around that. But you know, the bottom line on it is, even in Lubbock, Texas, it's hard. It's going to be hard to get a conforming loan at you know if if given what's out there on the market now. Whenever you say conforming, what do you mean? Well, that would be uh, anything that's going to be under 484350 Okay. So, so if, you know, if you're, you know, I'm going to just say, if you're going to add 80000 or let's just say 90000 onto 
this amount and then you're going to essentially you want to try to get keep your loan amount underneath the 484 350 because it kicks it into a little bit of a different uh, arena in terms of what the um, rates would be not, not appreciably but it's definitely you know it's something worth um, being aware of yeah for folks that are looking at construction loans or looking at moving or whatever the case might be and that comes in to play when um well january 1 okay yeah all right and you know and and i might you know just kind of talk a little bit for a second um we have as you know we were out on uh, milwaukee and we've moved. We've moved to like 47th and Loop 289. And I, I mean, we've just kind of gone crazy. We've got like seven loan officers now. And and so it's just, you know, it's a good time of, of year for us. Uh, we're kind of right there going to be on the the loop, uh, the in, outside the loop. On the south loop. Yeah, on the south yeah. loop. Um so it's um, a, a lot of good stuff, you know, happening in. Where's that address exactly? It's it's um it's forty seven oh one. So it would be in between Quaker and Utica. Okay. You know, somewhere. in between Quaker and Slides on the South Loop. Um. Yeah, it's more inside, more towards Quaker than um. Yeah. The other side. Q U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Abernathy Independent School District. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell us, Fred, I mean, there are a lot of teachers who listen to this program. We had Ross Ramsey on uh, on Wednesday, and we always get teachers who text in. Uh, li- teachers listen to this program, and it's because I stand up for rural education, uh, rural public education. Uh, for li- for teachers who are listening, uh, what kind of deals do you have out there for them? Well, the big thing, and it's something that we have had ever since I opened the doors to Little Willow Pend Mortgage, is um, we give a seven hundred and sixty dollar discount for every teacher, but in addition, you know, firemen. Uh, people in the medical field so that you're you're essentially getting um you're paying a two hundred and fifty dollar uh fee whereas most folks are going to have it you know they're going to be paying a, a fee of twelve hundred and sixty so you guys eat the cost we eat the cost of about a grand yeah it's yeah it's maybe not well seven hundred and Sixty, and then we also kind of come back in, and depending on you know how close it is, I mean we're we're going to be the advocate for the educator, mm-hmm. and so we'll um, we come back in and we we do whatever we can to make the deal work. But at the at the minimum, what's they're going to get is seven hundred and sixty dollars off of their closing costs. Yeah. Uh, we do have Fred Harden, Will Ben Mortgage. The website is uh, www. Um, you don't have to say www. No, no yeah, let me not let, anymore. I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we're like my website is fharden. 
wbm.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what else is out there that listeners need to hear? Well, I think the the big thing is whatever you're looking at doing, you need to probably go ahead and get it done. I mean, before January one. Well, I mean, you need to get rolling on it for sure. Um, you know, because like if you're building a house, you know, you're going to be six to eight months into getting that. Or <clears throat> remodeling a house. Absolutely. So I would just say you need to probably get rolling on that. Because interest rates are going to go up. Yeah, that would be my guess is that uh, even though they've kind of hit the brakes on it a little bit, they're they're still um, it's it's moving that we talk about teachers what other folks can you help there will have been in a special way well um, firemen ambulance uh, doctors anybody that's kind of in the medical Mm -hmm. profession and we have some special um, kind of programs that are specific to like the medical profession and stuff like that but we we spend border agents <laughs> uh, maybe not <laughs> um, i i think the the bottom line on it jay is that um we want to we're not like a huge uh company our deal is we want to try to find a way to get people that might not be able to get in a loan without some sort of assistance or whatever that's kind of our our niche deal and you know and and the rest of it is we're you know we have really kind of made a pretty good mark here in the last 18 months and so yeah i mean i i i'm pretty proud of what we've uh, been able to do yeah um anything else we need to know before you jump off no i mean i, I can't think of a thing Really? Yeah. Nothing else. Well, I mean, I don't want to like get into any of your kind of you know personal stuff. You know. <laughs> no, but we are using you. We're gonna got a house. Yeah. We're gonna buy in the in the terrace, in Tech Terrace. I don't know how rural that makes me anymore, but uh, we're gonna buy a house in Terrace. We're using Fred Harden, Little Ben Mortgage, and. Uh, well, and we're, I and mean, charity knows a lot more about the dynamics than I do. Yeah, and the bottom line on it is, I mean, we. But it's a construction loan for listeners. We got a house. It's a couple thousand feet. I'm looking at you asking, is it a couple? I think it is a couple thousand feet, but we're going to build onto the house. Right. And we're going to use Will Ben to do it. Yeah, it's it is a construction loan that we're looking at. It's it's essentially a refinance that you're doing because you'll have, you know, some equity in the house and we're going to uh be able to come in and add footage square footage to it and get, you know, what it, the house is going to be worth and then you know, we kind of we close the loan. And then we jump in and or we jump we jump out after we close it, and you are going to jump in and you begin the process of uh getting everything How's done it work though like every month and I'm sorry to bring this up on the air. I shouldn't understand this and me and my wife whenever we have intentional conversations, they aren't about this kind of stuff really <laughs> <laughs> but uh they tend to do with wine and what's going on in our day to day but um 
we're going to take this loan out from you and we're going to report every month on or you're going to come in and check every month or well it'll be it'll be mostly when you draw money on the loan okay so it might be monthly but it might be every two weeks you know um just kind of what the amount of money is that you're looking at getting and um it's you know it it sounds like it would be really really complicated but it just it just isn't. I mean, yeah. the, the because of the, or we would be talking a lot more about it, Fred. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Well, the the folks that you're going to have is your, you know, um, people that are overseeing your uh, construction line. They're they're going to be working with our people and, on the loan, and they'll come in and they'll say, "Hey, we we need a twenty five thousand dollar draw." And then the um, appraiser will go out there and he'll show that the work has been done or is about to be done or whatever. I mean, there's a checks and balances there. And uh, but it's I mean, it's it's really kind of, to be honest, especially in like um, some of the, you know, areas that are really, really established, but maybe they're just older. It's it's the wave of the future is that you know because people want to live in uh you know tech terrace or they want to live in rush but for us it's we don't want to redo this in five ten years we want the house that we're going to live in for 30 years right yeah so charity's a pretty i would call her a remarkable realtor at this point Mm -hmm. and you know she knows you and knows willabin and says this is the way that we're going to do it um Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we aren't going to come back and, and renovate this thing in 10 years. No. We're in it the way that we want right now. Yeah, and, and that's a great point that you're um, bringing up is that if you're doing a renovation loan, you don't want to come back in 10 years and renovate it again. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going to do this kind of work, you want it to last and stand the test of time and and all of that. And so we, you know, a lot of it, of the information that we'll give is providing to make sure that you are aware that, uh, you know, the house is going to um, appraise and you're not going to be upside down and you know just i mean we spend a lot of time on our end just to make sure that we protect you but that we also protect the company yeah uh fred harden tell them how to reach willow ben um you can call um willow bend mortgage that's 228-7531 or um you can email me and i'll get it to someone fharden.wbm.com and that's an 806 prefix there correct correct a lot of people listen in I know. Dallas. yeah Houston, yeah 806. i'm a slow learner so it's 806 806- Two two eight seven five three one. He is Fred Harden. Appreciate you making time to come in here, Fred, on the uh, Thursday with us. Uh, wish you the best and uh, stay out of the wind again tomorrow, bud. I'll do it. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, uh, stick right with us here. A quickie break, and we're gonna get back in. And I'm gonna meet those requests. Did you miss our friend uh, John Sharp on the cell phone? 
get in with him right here after the break. Earlier in the program, you call LubbockFileRoom.com, excuse me, 806-744-7666, LubbockFileRoom.com. Earlier in the program, I brought up my three biggest stories, 2018, and one pertaining to Rick Francis, who is overnight in Lubbock right now, uh, showed up for the Board of Regents meeting today. And uh, we'll be here, I assume, tomorrow as well. Rick Francis, and he was the subject of a phone call earlier. John Sharp on the cell phone, if you're just hearing it. Let's go out to the phone lines. Is it? Could it be? I think it is. It is. John Sharp, Chancellor, Texas A&M University. John Sharp on the cell phone. Well, hello, my little connection. It's the J. Leeson, as I live and breathe. Yeah, well, how you, Chancellor John Sharp? Uh, what, oh, what brings you on? I'm, uh, I'm just frankly for that song. Uh, Frankie or frankly? Oh, my bad. I'm going to say crazy. Levi Garrett's got my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything okay there, Chancellor Sharp? Well, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, no. No, no, it's not. No, sir. Okay. Anything I can do to help you with everything? No, nothing? you have helped enough. Enough. What you did to Frankie was just wrong. Oh, just plain wrong. Frankie? What's this Frankie Why, thing? Frankie. Rick Francis, the chairman of the board of you-know-who's regents. You call Rick Francis Frankie. Well, yes, I do. When you know him as well as I do, you can call him Frankie. Well, uh, Chancellor Sharp, I didn't do anything to Rick Francis. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Frankie, that was all mm-hmm. his doing because you saw how that played out. Now, you and... just stop it now. Just stop it. You know that 44 of a show on him like he was a coyote. <laughs> just blew him away. Kapow! It, well... If there was a 44, he put the thing to his own head. Now, you listen here. You have any idea how many Governor Abbott rings and other things I've been having to kiss to keep Frankie on that board? For listeners, Rick Francis, uh, a.k.a. by John Sharp on the cell phone, Frankie, is up for reappointment. I imagine you've been doing quite a bit to uh, get him back on that board, Chancellor. Why, sure I have. How else am I going to stop you-know-what university from getting a vet school? Frankie's my prize bull, and you you know whose university is China Closet. Best way to stop our veterinarian monopoly from getting busted up as we see him inside. Well, okay. Let's start with What's been the uh, governor's reaction to all this? (laughs) He quotes a line from my favorite movie. Um, Which is... Show me the money! (laughs) Okay, I see. So, uh, <laughs> Chancellor, we uh, we need to move along here. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Gotta go, frankly, my sheep. I, I don't think... Oh, did I say frankly? I meant feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. <laughs> uh, I don't think you did. I think you meant what... Oh, Aggie Code, I did say feed. Hullabaloo if you don't believe me. Uh, let me ask you one more question. 
Shoot. Uh, why do you keep saying you know who's university? Who's university? Well, y'all call it Texas Tech, but everybody I know, it's going to be mine. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, Tech's going to be your university? <laughs> Tech, you think Texas Tech is going to be your... Yeah, so that's what it sounded like. That was uh, what the phone call was like with John Sharp on on a cell phone. And, you know, look, uh, parody aside, I have been told, and this is... I was told this again today, and if they weren't such good sources, then I wouldn't quote them on air. But John Sharp truly believes, this is folks close to him, he he truly believes that Texas Tech University will be within the Texas A&M system by the time he leaves office. I don't know what that play looks like. I don't know how that comes about but uh that's what he thinks is going to happen and i can report that to you and be perfectly confident that people close to john sharp believe what john sharp says and i've been told that chancellor john sharp believes that he is going to be that texas tech is going to be uh in his fold by the time he leaves the um Texas A&M University. Crazy times. Hey, uh, for John Sharp on the cell phone, for my 2018 b- biggest political stories, tomorrow we'll have Brandon Darby on the program of Breitbart, Texas. Nobody knows the border better than him. He's going to give you a little of his observations as he's covered the caravan up into Tijuana and what should happen there, his own quandaries, as well as uh, his own substantive policy views. Brandon Darby tomorrow for Fred Harden for John Sharp on the cell phone. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I got to get home. Gonna get home. Great family, above average dinner, and go Chiefs, go. We're all Chiefs Nation tonight. Rave on, buddies. Rave on. Two step on the rain.